Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my. It's just another night for Supernatural Girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others. Here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker, and I'm here with my co-host, Patricia Kirkman, TK. How are you doing tonight? Absolutely fabulous. We have had the most wonderful weather. It was in the early 90s. How about that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, uh, I can only imagine. We had snow yeah. here. <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. I have, I have to gloat because we froze our little tushes off there for a while. And right now it just feels so wonderful. Just sat there like a cat crawling up in the window. It just feels so good. Oh, I bet. Well, I'm just going to imagine it. That's the best I can do for now. Well, we're going to get to the numbers. You did something a little unique tonight. And also, we have a fabulous guest. William Stickeffers is with us. Oh, my God. He is a great astrologer, world-renowned we're going to find out what's coming up, why this is happening the way it is, how it's unfolding. We've got a lot to talk about with William. And I also want to give a big shout-out because we both, PK and I both, really love Jerry Wills and his beautiful wife, Kathy. Yes. They have their own network expeditions, and they introduced us to William. So thank you, Jerry You're and lucky. Kathy and everybody. Take a listen to their podcast and follow them on Parlay. They're on Facebook as well, and be sure to check them out. They've got some great information, and be sure to follow them there. And don't forget to follow us also. We've got some amazing stuff. Yes, on our Facebook page. We'll be able to tell more to go, right? I know. We have to say, go to the Facebook page for now. We've also started a MeWe page, and we have started a Parley page. So we're going to post all of those links so you can follow us everywhere and enjoy everything we have to offer. Got some great UFO stories on the Facebook page and a very spooky picture that just came about. I just saw it, and I don't know exactly where to link it to, but once I get the link where it originally came from, I'll be sure to post it. And it's a very eerie picture of Abraham Lincoln, who supposedly showed up in a crowd on a newscast. That's on our Facebook page, too. want to hear what you think about that. So tonight we're going to switch things up a little bit because we came across quite a story, did we not, PK? I think we have. (laughs) I think we found something very, very interesting, and the irony of it, oh, the irony, it is just, we had to talk about it on the show, and you may be sick of election stuff, but this just had a twist to it that we wanted to make sure you knew about. And this comes from the Buffalo Chronicle newspaper. And it's an exclusive story from them on how a Philly mob boss stole the election and why he may flip and turn state's evidence on Joe Biden. So 
this this is just so interesting to both of us and we you know, we were just amazed and again it's it's very very ironic little story here. But it's a little man too though, so he says what? I said he's a little man too because they call him Skinny. Skinny. His, yes, his, his nickname is Skinny Joey. Yes, and yep. he is the boss. He is the boss of the Philly mob. So his name is Skinny Joey Merlino. And he has been apparently talking about the fact that he was involved in quite a voting fraud situation. Apparently, <laughs> some of his associates approached the Buffalo Chronicle about it. And now, Joey just got out of prison recently, and he was on house arrest, and that ended. But it is thought that party operatives working inside Philadelphia's election office may have provided Merlino with crates of raw ballots just Mm -hmm. hours before the polls closed on election night, which he transported to two private households in South Philadelphia. Now, this gets better. Because (laughs) by 10 p.m. that night, Merlino's operation was already generating more than 3,000 ballots per hour, which quickly scaled to more than 6,000 ballots per hour before midnight. So now Merlino may be willing to slip on Biden in primetime congressional testimony if he gets a full pardon. And, of course, mm-hmm. wants to be pardoned for the election fraud itself and any crimes to which he may incriminate himself during his testimony. He wants a clean record, his associate said, because he wants to be able to have kind of a normal life, I guess. He likes to fish and hunt. He wants to do that on federal lands. And you can't do that, apparently, with the National Park Service if you have a record. So Not hardly. This, yeah. <laughs> on this this is just one of those Incredible, stories. We, yeah, we had to just share this with you because there's there's so much to this, and we don't know what's going to happen. This may be one of those stories that just fades away, but we had to bring it up. And then you and I were talking about this, PK, and I asked you if you could find out a little more about Skinny Joey, and you <laughs> did. You looked at his numerology. So yes, I tell us tell us what you found. Well, taking a look at his information, firstly, any time we deal with the number seven, it's either very spiritual or very intellectual and or the flip side, the negative, okay? So he has a seven combination here. He has a 25-7 destiny number. So he's always been very secretive and and a little, you know, loose of the hands and such. So this confirms the fact that He's enjoyed what he knows because he's smart, very smart. He's got a good head on his shoulders, no question about that. But he's very arrogant and he's very, very headstrong. And he says what he thinks, that's not necessarily what people would expect to come from him. He'll come out with things that are kind of startling. But he's very detailed about how things he thinks things are supposed to be. But he's very flexible. And from what I'm picking up here, he didn't have the best of childhoods. So that is probably what led him into the, to the business, shall we say, that he became involved in. Because he was a mob boss from 94 to 99, 
I guess that must have been prior to his taking a respite in one of the government hotels. But uh, he's, he's been uh, his racketeering has gone on, but he's like I said, very determined, very headstrong at how he handles anything. His nickname was Skinny, which well, they seem to call him Skinny Joey, as almost as if it's one one name or one word, I should say. But uh, he's very, very into doing at least two things at one time. And the way he handles things is quite interesting. I was taking a look at how he, uh, Skinny is really the name that became his uh, action for being the mob boss. That was used as his, uh, shall we say, cover, because mm-hmm. it, it, Joey was just one of the guys. But the other gave him that extra push, and that's mm-hmm. how he used Because, I mean, after, his first name is really Joseph, so you've got to see the nice guy. But this is a man that lives in his head 99% of the time. And so you just never know where he's going because, because of the issues that he has about who he is and who he wants to be. I would imagine from what I'm picking up here, he's got quite a temper. So that being said, I'll let him stay on the other side of the street, and I'll stay on mine. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you also said he has a lot of ones, right? Well, that's why I said he's extremely hard-headed, and and everything's all about him. And the thing that's interesting, he's been in a two-year where he's been doing things in a partnership. He's sliding things around. But he started last month going into his three-year so three makes us chatty, Kathy. Got all kinds of good things to tell you. I'll share this with you. So yes, he could turn on his coworkers on a dime. So if he really has the goods on the election, he's going to spill it all. It's going to be interesting wow. to watch. Wow. And and also with all those ones, that makes him able to get whatever he wants. Five ones. That's Not a lot. Fairly. Well, we're looking at the year he's in, because what he does is he's going to try to do things in too much of a hurry. He's going to have to slow himself down a little bit. But he's been in, shall we say, a bit of isolation before they let him out. So he's not, he's going to really work with things in a very positive way. It's I, I use the phrase, my way to the highway. That's his mm-hmm. motto right now. And he's going to say what he thinks. And if people don't agree with him, I think the band's got a bad temper. Okay. We agree with you, Skinny Joey. <laughs> so I'm, wow. He wants to be called Skinny. Uh, he be called Skinny. But as Skinny, he's always doing two things at one time, never just one. Right. So that'll be interesting to see. It will be very interesting to see if anything comes from this, if anything unfolds. Mm-hmm. But it was very interesting that it was in the Buffalo Chronicle, reported the way it was. So we just wanted to share all this information with you. I know well, yeah. it's uh, it's just a little bit more in some way in some ways it's a little more interesting I think than all of the oh, digital yeah. stuff that's going on. So it opens the doors for us to look at things in so many different directions, and then it's always nice to see how they're validated as we go. Exactly, exactly. And I did bring it to Howie Carr's attention, our number one radio show host here in New England. Howie has done a lot of books on Whitey Bulger and the mob. And mm-hmm. I said, Howie, here's another one for you. This could really turn into something big. So, anyways, but tonight we are going to keep talking about our nation's forecast, what we can expect, 
And we've got the best of the best here with us tonight, William Stick Evers. And he is an astrological consultant and life and business strategist. He advises clients from 38 countries and for all uh, over three decades with strategy, insight, and how to live a more fulfilled life according to their soul's code and calling. Now, William is also a trends forecaster. He does annual global forecasts, and these are backed by a deep study of economies, geopolitics, archetypical cosmology, and modern astrological forecasting techniques. So he's got it all, and he's here with us tonight. We're so honored to have him here. So, William, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Patricia and PK. It's uh, it's an honor. It's our pleasure. It is for us. Yes, we're so happy you're here. So we have so many things to talk about, William, and I'm not even sure where to start. But we've got craziness around the election. So why don't we start there? Is that okay with you? Well, sure. I mean, one of the things I've been talking about for a number of months and uh, my forecast that I've been getting out there on coast to coast and a number of other um, media, mainstream media venues is the fact that we would have a contentious outcome in regards to this election, along with a global crisis that I predicted in September 2008 that would be both a general crisis, both economically, politically, uh, financially, culturally, like we see with cancel culture now spreading worldwide, that will be part of a larger process of a massive uh, reconfiguration of society and the structure of government and the order of things as we've understood it since the Second World War. Mm, So going into the election, going into the election specifically, um, it's what we're seeing here is an attempted coup d'etat, not an election fraud, but a coup d'etat by a set of deep state, a deep state that has uh, embedded itself deeply into the um, into our government uh, that's been operative certainly for a good long time since 1947, since the um, since the beginning of the uh, what we I would we would call like the deep state. Right with the uh, emergence of the National Security Agency, CIA, etc., and we're also seeing now a very powerful <clears throat> um, influence by China that is manipulating this process. And the COVID was the trigger. Everything for what is now unfolding was triggered by COVID, which correlates with this larger uh, planetary alignment, which we last saw uh, occur between 1518 and 1521 where we saw these planets of Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto in tight conjunction, which caused the crisis of the 13th, you know, of the 13th, 14th century period. And we have these same positions right now, Pluto and Capricorn, Saturn and Capricorn, Uranus and Taurus, Neptune and Pisces, and Jupiter in Capricorn. So <clears throat> when you've seen these type of alignments back in that period, we saw the uh, we, we saw the Black Death. We saw the um, collapse of the feudal system, and we saw the rise of uh, the breakup of the Catholic Church, the Reformation. Uh, we saw um, a number of geopolitical events uh, begin, and that basically uh, started mercantile 
the mercantile system, capitalism as we understood it, banking system, fractional reserve banking system, all of that began during that crisis. The, the, the result of the crisis is the, the foundation of the modern world we live in today. So um, we're seeing that all play out here, and America is the canary in the coal mine, uh, along with New York City and the state of California, where we're going to see the higher, highest degree of intensity of events play out, along with what we're seeing in Washington, which is a titanic power struggle over, um, and who will win that power struggle will determine what is going to happen next as the world goes into a global financial, political, um, economic, cultural, commercial reset. Now, Gary, when you look at the charts and you compare all of what you're seeing, and we're a little further along now than we were on Election Day, obviously, um, do you see anything in the in your astrological data that leads you to believe that it would be one over the other in terms of the two candidates? Well, <clears throat> what I initially saw was a Trump. So I, I saw a Trump landslide emerging, and that's exactly what happened. Because if we look at all of the contested states, hello. Yes, yes. I'm here. Okay, I'm hearing something in the background. Like, yeah, hmm. for some reason you've cut out a couple times. I guess somebody doesn't want to yeah. let our audience listen to you, but keep talking. So the, originally you saw Trump landslide, and then what happened? Okay, yeah, so back in 2016, so for those who are not familiar with my prediction track record, on my website uh, I listed back all the way to 2007. Every time we had a um, a political race, you know, midterm race, I was able to <clears throat> use my, uh, astrology to determine who would win and, and then assess how accurate I was. So in 2016, I predicted that Trump would win um, out of all the states I've got. I had a 92% accuracy record, and I made that prediction in August of 2016. And then I saw Trump doing much better 2020 election, meaning that he would win those states back again. He would win those states and he would possibly even flip some other states, right? Mm -hmm. And so that was initially what occurred by 2 a.m. on November 4th, where Trump was ahead by 800,000 votes in Pennsylvania, 300,000 votes in Georgia. He was way ahead in many of the states that went his way. In fact, even in Virginia, right, um, he was much closer to taking that state than he ever was in 2016. So we saw a tremendous uh, – then at 2 a.m., as we all know, they shut down, counting the votes only in those states, only in right. those key battleground states. And then at 4 a.m., everything flipped back on, and it all went to Biden, and everyone says there's no fraud going on. So what we're seeing now is you know, the fraud is so extensive. It's fraud on fraud. It's not election fraud. It's not voter fraud. It's not election fraud. It's fraud on fraud, and is a massive cover-up, a deep state cover-up, where the MSN is operating as agents for the deep state in this coup, in this planned coup, to cover up and prevent the truth from emerging and to obstruct any type of justice or follow-through at the, at the state level, local level of government to do recounts and to audit the votes. So that is what's happening, and it is going to create a massive power struggle that will culminate between 
the time of the solar eclipse on the date of December 14th, that's a total solar eclipse, a very powerful one, which will occur on the day of the Electoral College and will influence, right, that will be, that will influence all the way till January 6th is the date Congress must meet to either ratify the Electoral College result or where the, they will reject the Electoral College result and then Nancy Pelosi and the Congress will then decide who's going to be the president. And they do mm-hmm. not have to nominate Biden or Kamala, right, who they really want in. And right. she could decide it's Kamala, not Biden. It's, it's herself, not them, right? And you know, so this is where they would go to vote, and then it would be split down party line. Trump would have the advantage because the Republicans would edge out. But again, anything can happen. So we are getting closer and closer to a singularity point. And as we get closer into Christmas, we're going to see everything just really unwind. Um, so we're seeing the power struggles happening now with the courts, where they're presenting the evidence to the courts. We're not seeing that openly yet. There's, there's still recounts underway. We're going to see more and more fraud emerge, more and more distress. We're going to see more and more breakdown. We're seeing more and more, you know, I call it a cancel culture. We're going to, they're going to cancel Christmas. They're going to cancel. They're going to do lockdowns. You're going to have a government that's split in half, where half the government believes Biden's going to win, so we're going to just shut everything down. Half the government believes Trump's going to win, so we're going to continue and battle this and um, – and, um, you know, so there's, there's going to be a, a complete split in this country. Now, I when you it. look at the charts again, do you see the military getting involved in this? Because it seems like it, it may be likely, given what's happened with the Dominion situation. And mm-hmm. a lot of these deep state people, looks like they have exposure they've never had before. Yes. Um, so the scenario I no, look. Here's the thing. Even the best psychics you could talk to, they'll tell you it's very hard to say this is ultimately how it's all going to turn out because sure. there's, there's, set, there's multiple paths this can all take. What I mm-hmm. did say weeks to months before, and I actually was on Jerry's show about this, I said it's possible there is a contingency or a scenario where we can see no winner based on one or two states. I didn't think there would be nine states. Uh, so my, that's where I came up short. I did say two states. I mentioned Pennsylvania, and I mentioned Wisconsin, right? And that happens right. to be correct. But now it's all the all nine states, right, where yep. they're all mm-hmm. with this massive fraud. Mm-hmm. And by the way, they haven't come up with the numbers yet. Oh, we don't have a number yet. We're still counting. <laughs> so you know something's up, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, right. So and of course, but wait a minute. Half your listeners, and I'm not. Not maybe all your listeners, but a lot of people say, William, what are you talking about? I don't see any of this in the news. I don't know what you're talking about. There's nothing there. There's nothing there to see. There's no, what is this discussion of fraud? Because the news is, has a complete blackout on it. So half the population right. is asking what's going on, where are the votes, what's the recount, right? And the other half is completely clueless and believing Biden will be duly, is the duly elected, officially sanctioned president-elect by the Federal Election Commission, which he has not been, that has not been released, that authority to give him access to national security access and all that stuff, right, has not been granted yet. And yet half the population is clueless about this. Right. 
So here's the However, point. There, As we get closer is? to the eclipse, this all okay. blows up. Oh, all right. So when it blows up, you mean it, it's all going to come out in the open and people will have a harder time sticking their head in the stand? Correct. So each side, right, is going to take very firm positions. Because here's the problem. If you deny something, so in astrology, if, if let's say an individual is getting hit by an eclipse, and I see this in their chart, I say, so let me ask you a question. What is something you might be in denial about? I'm in denial about nothing, William. Uh, okay, what does your wife think you're in denial about? <laughs> then they get quiet on me. Great see where I'm going? <laughs> where do your kids think you're in denial about? Ooh, right? <laughs> then they tell yeah. me to mind my own business, even though they're paying me $400 for a reading. You know what I'm getting at? Okay. Yes. So I know at that moment, whatever they're in denial, repressed about, denial about, have forgotten about, remain willfully ignorant about, in regards to their taxes, in regards to whatever it might be, right, is going to come and blow up with a vengeance at at the most inopportune time that's going to be spilled out to the public, to their family, to their neighbors, to their in-laws, in a way where they lose control of the narrative. And that's the type of scenario I see coming out to a theater near you come this Christmas. <laughs> Get the popcorn. Yeah, well, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. And it, it, it just, I have to say that, DK, you and I have had a lot of conversations about this. We are absolutely stumped as to this half the country or whatever you want to call it. I don't know if it's totally half, but it's close, that don't understand the depth of the corruption and that this is a coup. They don't have a clue. However, it's not because this hasn't been brought to their attention before. And I just I have to shake my head because a lot of these people that I know are normally very intelligent, reasonable people. However, when it comes to this issue, I would swear to God that it looks like they're under mind control because the, it doesn't take anything to trigger them and send them into a rage. Not all of them, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, it seems so out of character for a number of people. It makes me question, you know, makes me look a little further into why that is. Do you see anything that would account for that other than just yeah, basic well, denial? And I think it goes beyond that. Let me let me explain. It it it's a it's there's yes there's collective there's there's collective denial and that is being enforced and 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 shaped right based on a series of of um news blackouts on what's really happening right mm-hmm. uh, a new a truth embargo if you will like on the the subject of UFOs we had a truth embargo from 1947 until this year where they, the Pentagon confirmed UFOs are real they are a military problem for us we are now setting up a division to deal with them we have this is why we have the space for us that's why they're justifying this there is a group out there that's a big problem for the u.s military and they admitted it and well you think that would change the world but nobody cares well cares william who cares about that yes you got that prediction right too that's why jerry had me on again you said that in 20 doesn't matter doesn't even because we have a truth embargo they never follow up that there is no journalism anymore this is part of a slow but accelerating coup plot. Now, let me get to why I think this is what I've been saying. This is an X event. 
An X event occurs every 100 years. Every second decade of 100 years, we have an X event in history. Just go back 100 years. What happened? Just go back 100 years. Exactly this time, we had what? First World War. Right. Sure go did. back another 100 years in the second decade of that, right? Every second mm-hmm. decade of a new century. We had what? Napoleonic Wars, and America went back to war at the same time with England. So everybody was fighting. And if you go back every 100 years, you have a global crisis that defines the, the results when the dust settles, what the world will be like for the next 100 years until the next global crisis, which will occur 2,114, let's say. So what I'm getting at, is that when you see these big outer planetary alignments that occur like clockwork at some point during the second decade of any new century, all the way to the time of the Roman Empire to present, we have had global crises. And and it happened to be a couple hundred years ago, it was happening in Europe, right? This time it was happening, then a hundred years ago, globally and the U.S., and now it's centered in the U.S. and China. China and the U.S. is where the game action is happening. And what we normally see with these events is a Krakatoa type of situation where a Krakatoa type of event, right? Like imagine if you're living on an island, Krakatoa, like in 1883, just before the volcano was about to explode and nobody saw it coming. There was intimations. There were some people who were getting it, right? All right. And most of them back then, believing the volcano was not going to be a problem. There was excessive rationalization and pervasive cognitive dissonance that we are now, back then, that we're seeing today. And that's why people are still in a state of paraplyptic shock, talking about this or that, or the economy, or Trump derangement syndrome. They're watching mainstream, fake stream media, right, telling them how it's all going to turn out when they never saw any of this coming to begin with, meaning they listened to economists that never saw the 2020 crisis. They listened to forecasters who always get it wrong and still get to talk on MSNBC and tell us how it's all going to turn out. There's no accountability. There's no journalism. So most people right now are living on the island of Krakatoa, and all seismic indicators are showing that a volcano is about to explode But even if you know that, you really can't have a discussion with people around you because of the mind control or applied perception management creating pervasive systemic cognitive dissonance and the astrology is indicating a massive bomb, a political bomb, an X event is going to happen sooner than anyone can imagine that will have ramifications for this country and for this world for the next hundred years. So this is not just another election, and this is not just about Sleepy Joe, who has massive cognitive decline, right, in order to to get a deep state asset like who's trained, right, such as Mm -hmm. Kamala, in place between now and the end of 2021 in order to implement their global policy of making us a national socialist, communist, whatever you want to call it, global state, that we become a vassal state to a globalist transition. That's pretty horrible. That's if they get their plans, if their plans go forward. But when you say an X event, can, can you give us a little more meat on those bones? What 
could that look like? And I'm not asking you to predict this is exactly what's going to happen. But what paths are you discussing with us now? What could happen? Well, an X event is going to happen. It might be the election. I had a very good, uh, I have a very good client from Brazil, a retainer client, said, William, you know, I've been following what you're saying about the X event over the past year. You said there could be uh, a breakdown between the United States and China that could result in a high-intensity conflict. That's one scenario. And that's starting okay. to happen if you watch what's going on. We yeah. are on the verge of going toe-to-toe for a title match and who's going to run the planet over the next 100 years. And right. China is not going to back down, and neither are. Now, it might be the case since Biden has already been compromised, as we already know, right? Mm-hmm. He might basically compromise to the Chinese. If Trump is in place, it's a different scenario. So that's one scenario. The other scenario is we could see a complete breakdown, a political breakdown and disintegration in the United States should we have an illegit- illegitimate leader put in place that results in a full-blown revolution, no, 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 not a civil war, a revolution that could result in a conflict with a third power that intervenes, like China. Mm-hmm. We could see an X event could be – it's an event that will define – so when, I'll give you an example. The first X event was the Roman Empire, the f- world's first superpower, world's first superpower, never seen anything like it before then. And then all of a sudden, when nobody saw it coming, it collapsed almost overnight when these big planets aligned. And it happened in the second decade of the fifth century. Nobody saw it coming. And when it did, we went into a dark age, the whole world, into a dark age for 400 years until the rise of Charlemagne. Right? Then we had the rise later on of the British Empire during the, during the second decade of the 19th century. Right? Britannia rules yes. the waves, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Right? That lasted right. until America took over. Now... Right, we're in the second decade of the 21st century, and now these planetary alignments are occurring. So something big is going to happen that will shape the course. So it's not like a little event. We're talking like a big, big event. And I did say, by the way, I got to add this in there: the X event, even though Rome collapsed, it didn't just mean the end of Rome. It meant the rise of the Catholic Church. Christendom took over. Right, it, that was a game mm-hmm. changer. Right. So it wasn't yeah. just like a one-day, one-type-of-event thing. You could reduce it down to one sentence in a history example. It was right. multiple things. So it will mean, yes, UFOs are here. They are a threat. They're real. We've got to deal with them. This is an exopolitical problem. Or we've got, you know, we're going to have to disclose faster because there's a reason why we need to go to space faster, even though we have a lot of assets out there already we can't tell you about. Um, mm-hmm. There's going to be that. There's going to be so many things hitting that people will be in parapoleptic shock whether they're for Trump or against Trump because of the tertiary factors that are hidden from us that will come at us with a vengeance so starting in the next few weeks. Is this, what is the call to action spiritually for people who either they're, they're not in denial about this or they don't want to be in denial about any of this? What's the call to action spiritually? cause of action is to be an agent of this transformation. We are going through a psycho-spiritual death-rebirth crisis on a collective scale. So you could either be a victim of it, you could play the victim role, or you can step up your game and be participating in the transition. 
because we, you, everybody's here because we all agreed. Oh, I want to be here. I want to be 45 years old or 55 or 35 or 15 when this happens because everyone who wanted to be here is here. And everyone who doesn't want to be here is getting out real quick. That's why you're going to see a lot of people die over the next few weeks. They want out. Yeah, we've been watching that. That's amazing you just brought that up. It does seem that way. A lot of people are checking out. They're checking out. People your age, people younger, people older, they're all checking out. Whoever doesn't want to be here knows what's going, and they're so said, not, not this time. I'll do the next sex event 100 years from now. Okay, fine, no problem. <laughs> all right? So that's what's yeah. happening. And it's a spiritual crisis because you are supposed to be the agent of change at any capacity that you can serve, but you're going to be called to do something, not just sit there and listen to your podcast and go back to watching Netflix and eating Cheetos. That is not the spiritual call to action. The spiritual call to action is to do something within your own capacity to be an agent of change at whatever level you can serve to do that. Okay. Well, that gives us a path forward and something to... It doesn't it, though. Yeah. And an examination, self-examination, what can I add to this? level of change that we're facing and make it a more positive transition. So, yeah, this is quite concerning. Everything that you're talking about, we've had discussions about this, but not in this way. This is so helpful, William. This is fabulous. Well, thank you. Yeah, this is great. So, again, we're talking about possible paths. We could have an invasion by China. Uh, we could have an invasion by ETs. Now, is there any chance that any of this is a false flag operation, or is this a real deal if you're talking about foreign entities being on this in this country? Well, China's already integrated. They've already there's massive. Um, they have totally manipulating. They have deep state assets inside of the U.S. Um, uh, military industrial complex infrastructure that are being manipulated and they are part of why um, we have to own responsibility as Americans for what's happening here, both Democrats, Republicans, Independents. But China is behind it, and we will find that out. And you will also find out with, soon that we are going to find out that the software written for this uh, uh, for the Dominion voting mm-hmm. machine systems, the software yeah. was being written by Chinese contractors, and we're going to find out that many of those contractors work for the Chinese, uh, the CCP, right? So Mm -hmm. the Communist Party, the military facet of the Communist Party. We're going to find that all out. And some Americans go, so what? Right? It doesn't matter. You've got to realize the biggest problem is, is not the revelation and the shock, is the fact that people will even accept it for what it is and say, so what? As long as I can watch my Netflix and eat my oh, Cheetos, God. right? You know what I'm talking about. So what? We do. That is the, that is the crux of the spiritual crisis. That is the biggest mm. problem. It, it goes along with the dumbing down of America. Everything we want should be free and paid for. And the, uh, the incredible level of hatred that yeah. I've never seen before. Never. Yeah. Anger, so much anger. So much and anger, right? So misdirected, mm-hmm. totally. So look, I think we have to realize there's a death rebirth process. Things need to die. Even the things that you grew up and loved, 
There's no going back. There's no going back after this year. It's not just because of COVID. COVID was just the trigger. And the astrology, I'm, and it's when I say these things with such certainty and intensities, because, you know, I'm basically skipping out the astrological justification, right, and just right. getting to the mm-hmm. core of it, because that's, I know that's what your listeners are, really want. They don't, but, but really what we're seeing is a cosmic state uh, 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 where we're going to see a cosmic state of greater uncertainty as we move closer to the singularity of the event horizon. And, um, you know, I don't know if you know this, but, like, in physics, the closer you get to a black hole, the more the physics gets really, really strange. But if you're the person getting closer, let's say you're in your spaceship getting closer to the black hole, you don't know that's happening. You just think 10 minutes went by, 10,000 years just transpired. You think your ship is only 500 feet in length. It actually expanded to 50,000 feet in length. But you didn't know that. And that's what's happening. As we get closer and closer to the event, the more and more denial, cognitive dissonance, so what attitude, big deal, let's just get on with it, let's bury it under the rug and move on and sing kumbaya by the metaphysical community. Um, that's the shadow side of him, right? That, that's going to keep going as we get closer and closer and closer. So that's now, the challenge that, that is people challenge like you, truth tellers, have. Here's, a, here's an interesting thing that I've been watching, because I'm a sociologist by formal training, so I watch a lot of this stuff. I've been watching, and I was also in PR for many years. I know what happens in media. I've known it long before it reared its ugly head recently. However, uh, one of the things I'm seeing that's quite interesting is this. Now, Fox News had a loyal base of mainly conservative people, some that were not, but mainly conservative people. And then when they joined, jumped on the bandwagon, cutting off the counting of votes, not calling Florida for Trump when they should have, mm-hmm. people got it, that, that they were not reporting the news anymore. They were now on some agenda all of their own. And people fled that network. It is hemorrhaging right now to the point where they've had to hire a crisis team to go in and try to figure out what the hell to do. So their ratings are down over 50%, which is unheard of. So that kind of gives me some hope that people are doing the right thing. They're taking a stand, and they're not going to be treated like this. They're not going to be, you know, fool me once, but fool me twice kind of thing. And so they're in big trouble as a network. Even though they may still have a couple of good commentators, people don't trust them anymore. So this, this walk-away movement has now affected them. And I think that's a good thing because I think a clear message has been sent. Now, what I've also noticed with Fox is they want to stop the hemorrhaging, but they're not doing enough to stop it quickly enough. However, they're starting to change their narrative. So what before was, there's no fraud here, move along, nothing to see, has now mm-hmm. turned into a different narrative. Now it's, gee, it seems like this is suspicious. This isn't making sense. So they're slowly starting to talk about the fraud. But as you mentioned, it's not just fraud. It's much deeper than that. However, um, you know, seeing that is, is an interesting shift. Now, let me ask you, William, is this kind of shift going to be a helpful thing as we go through this X event when people start to change their tune? 
Absolutely. It's always uh, it's always a very helpful look. You either grow or die. Civilizations grow or die. We are at a, you know, the challenge now is either we're going to grow and transition through and become a type 1 civilization, as physicists would call it, or we're going to remain a type 0 civilization and self-destruct. And we're at the self-destruction point. And I'm not just talking because about fossil fuels and stuff like that. We've hit the limit. We've, had, we've, we've hit the peak limit for everything. We can't keep on this course anymore. The whole globalization plan that was put out in 1992, it started with the Clinton Initiative, with NAFTA, and all that's completely collapsed. The outsourcing of all our technology and jobs to China that would then systematize the world into a new world order is collapsed. We're at that power struggle. And this X event always is ultimately positive. Just like, unfortunately, we had to have a first world war in order to reap the benefits and have the society that the baby boomers and the Gen Xs and even the millennials enjoyed during, you know, in their youth into adulthood. You know, that sort of 401k world, if you want to, for lack of a better term, wouldn't be possible if the First World War did not occur because, of, because everything changed after that, okay? For better, you know, overall, right? So the type of world we grew up in is a result of that X event. The type of world the 19th century was about is a result of that X event with Napoleon, et cetera, et cetera. So we, in order for the world to be the world as envisioned by Stanley Kubrick and other visionaries, 2001 A Space Odyssey, and many, many other visionaries, right? We could do a whole show mm-hmm. on that. <laughs> yeah. We have to have these periodic psychospiritual, collective psychospiritual death rebirths. We have to have the breakdown before we have the breakthrough, right? And yep. then we have the renaissance to follow, right? So we have right. look, this is classic. This is classic in psychotherapy. This is classic in nature. We see this with the death-rebirth cycle with star systems, galaxies, universes. We've actually discovered there were other universes here before us. They collapsed. They died. And this one was born as a result. Now physicists are, there's an essential consensus on this, right? So this is what happens. We're just going through an archetypal process. And by the way, just got to say this. The Mayan elders predicted that from 2012 to 2032, 2032, from 2012, not the date, 2012, December 2012, um, right? December 2012 to, to the, uh, the date, December 21st, 2012, I don't have the exact date, but 2032 in front of me, but uh, this would be the period where the great transition would begin. And they go into that, and they give a very detailed prophecy about the essential scarcity of resources and the economic distress will intensify and natural disasters will accelerate and increase in frequency. And they say, they mentioned that um, in this prophecy, the word of God, right, God, right, mm-hmm. there'll be a period where there'll be a collapse of false belief systems. Uh, there'll be a collapse of, of um, confidence in leadership and government, government officials leading to doubt and distrust of world leadership in providing the solutions anymore. They won't be able to, and guidance. We're going to see unprecedented global crisis. They talk about it in riveting detail in a prophecy that was made over 3,000 years ago. And it's totally being ignored, even by the metaphysical community. That's crazy. I mean, that makes so much sense. Why not pay attention to that? Obviously, they knew what they were talking about. And it was all astrologically based. It was based on the galactic system. They knew the center of the galaxy. 
Back then, we didn't know where the center of the galaxy was until 1991, and they had it down to precise mathematical precision. So when you take the Western astrology and layer it with this galactic astrology, it perfectly fits together when you look at this 2012 to 2032-year period, because that is the period where X events occur and where massive planetary alignments occur during the course of a century. And we're seeing that, we're seeing a triangulation of all those factors happening right now. Incredible. Just incredible. Now, let's go to, let's segue into the ET UFO situation, because one of the things that someone predicted on our show was that by the end of this year, we were going to start to see technology that we could only imagine, like the Jetson type of thing. And do you see that being ushered in along with this enormous crisis that we're all facing? Because let's face it, this Green New Deal crap is never going to work. It's just not even thought out. It's just thrown around terms that mean nothing except bankruptcy for all of us. But if there is alien technology that would help, and they've they've been sitting on it. We know they have. And it's finally released so that we can use it effectively. What about that? Do you see that as a possibility? Well, that's already in the process now with the disclosure. See, the fact that we now have a public military space program that's already ongoing and active is a revelation in itself, right? They're certainly Mm -hmm. not using the type of booster technology (laughs) that we see NASA launching rockets with. Um, Right. Uh, so look, there's the, the, in fact, the argument is the entire development of the National Security State uh, Directive that happened in 1947 by the Truman, uh, the Truman administration in July is a, is net, was a result of Roswell and the decision to back-engineer this technology as a means to ensure continuity of species, continuity of government. It's part of this continuity continuity of government policy, which is a government within a government, vast infrastructure, vast money, um, shadow banking system, shadow finance system. I mean, we're talking like at a scale that most Americans, most, most Americans don't even understand the financial or economic system. So something that's even more complex and vaster and is hidden in plain sight. So um, where we spend technically $1 trillion a year on the public end of defense against China, which is really no threat in a real conflict, but really spending more, uh, according to Catherine Austin Fitz and a number of other uh, PhD economists, uh, based on their recent numbers, $56 trillion for the past 10 years, $56 trillion has been allocated to this black budget for the military uh, and uh, basically the military space program. So that's been – these revelations, you know, could all be back-checked and verified now, and there's going to be more of that coming out. Now, in terms of the goodies and the gadgets, we're already hearing that. We're going to hear a lot more as Trump declassifies. His power is ability to basically take down the deep state by declassifying so many things that are going to be very shocking over the next few weeks, that's part of his strategy to retain the presidency when he makes his power move, which is coming. Whether he's successful or not is really dependent on things that are a little bit above my pay grade because 
in terms of the astrology, I see him ultimately succeeding. But you have to remember, we are now in this zone of where even the best psychics and astrologers and all those people who have compelling track records for getting people who are cold cases on the FBI, they're all stumped. They know something big is coming because, again, the physics, right, is getting distorted as we get closer to the the event horizon in the black hole. We're moving in that black right. hole. But, yes, we're going to see alien ET disclosure revelations. I don't see the technology coming out next week, but mm-hmm. I do see revelations that show that nuclear weapons are no longer – nuclear weapons since 1983 are no longer – the strategic weapon choice asset for the United States, or, or we have we're dependent. Like I would say, probably most of the military is no longer dependent on fossil fuels. They have fusion engines at this point. A lot of things that would normally take about 100, 200 years to develop are already now operational inside okay. of this superstructure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this would helps the cause because then it helps to bring all of us out of any denial we may have about ETs, any denial we may have about the fact that we've had their technology for years and it's just been hidden from us. Like you said, some of it in plain sight. So that would be helpful to bring all of that out. And if he does, if President Trump does declassify a lot of those things and others, God, that would be wonderful. I think it would break apart all of this denial consciousness that has roped itself around everybody on that side of the fence. Exactly. But you do know the deep state's going to strike back. They've oh, just, just, yeah. They've, they have to. They, they yeah. have multiple contingencies. And even if it means to create a constitutional crisis in order to divert or prevent this revelation or to ensure that their vice president-elect becomes president this time next year when they invoke the global reset, for global world control, all that type of stuff, right? They will do it. They will, pull, they, will, they will push that red button, and people need to be prepared. Even the metaphysical community needs to be prepared for that. Yeah. And what do you see them doing as a possibility? What, what are the possible paths with that? Because they, let's face it, with this fraudulent election, <clears throat> in my opinion, humble opinion here, they mm, – I, I agree – they didn't, I mean, what they did is so blatant. It's so arrogantly blatant. What did they think we weren't going to notice? I mean, we noticed. We were paying attention. And it seemed like they were, once again, up against the love that people feel for President Trump. I mean, it is love. It's total love for this man. I've never seen anything like that for a president. And mm-hmm. they, again, underestimated how many fake votes they had to put in, how many ballots they had to, to flip. So they had all kinds of people involved at every level to try to steal that power from him, that election from the people who wanted him. So that was pretty sloppy. I mean, they had petty criminals involved, just idiots involved. Everybody has a cell phone. They were filming the hell out of it. So it's, it, that was, to me, it looks like a poorly run operation. They got so desperate. What do you think about that? I think I totally agree. However, they must have control files with even members of the Supreme Court. That's mm-hmm. part of the Pizzagate. The Pizzagate operation, which was overseen by the Clinton Foundation 
and Jeffrey Epstein was their key asset to ensure that would take place is to compromise Supreme Court justices, congressmen, bureaucrats, people who work in the military industrial complex to comp right to 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 right. get them set up in a situation that would never normally go into compromise them, create a control file, and then execute the control file when they begin to implement their plan to lock down politically, you know, invoke their intelligence operation and to ensure, for example, hey, we, we got, we've proven out clearly, here's the compelling evidence, it's all here, and the Supreme Court says, no, nope, not enough, we're backing off, move on, right? Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen. What I am mm-hmm. saying is the deep state has enough compromised people who know when they get that phone call, you will do what we say, or we will open up the gates of hell, right? Not only just threaten your family, but we will take you down, right? Before we take a strike out on you. And that's what's happening right now. So that's why you're seeing the Democratic judges, Supreme Court judges in Pennsylvania. Nope, nothing there to see. Nope, I don't see anything. Nope, certify that vote. You're going to see that. And then we're going to find out if the Supreme Court. So, yes, they may have done it sloppily, but as long as the votes never really get authenticated, audited, counted, and Mm re-canvassed, because they compromised the people who could could make those decisions happen, they could obstruct the justice, put in their figurehead, swap, switch in, you know, the bait and switch move with where Pelosi will invoke Article 50 of the Constitution to deem right? Biden incompetent, mm-hmm. put Kamala in, and then invoke the plan for global financial reset, invoke the plan for social restructuring in Europe, in China, in the United States, invoke the plan for um, moving, uh, you know, basically what I'm seeing is like a restructuring of the political class system. They're going to impose martial law, but they'll call it lockdowns. You know, you know Biden's going to lock everything down, all 50 oh, yeah. states. Mm-hmm. Global taxation will be imp- intima- int- uh, completely implemented once they reset the finance. They're going to restructure the pensions where you only people are going to get 30 cents on the dollar. Because, listen, if you're poor, you're broke, you're barely making it through your day, you, you're having trouble paying for your you know, four, $4 a month podcast or whatever it is, you're going to be in no position to resist as a population. That's true. So that's, true. that's their plan. I mean, it, and it's more to it. I'm giving you a very quick, you know, it's deeper than that. It's vaster than that. That's their plan. Their plan is to undo everything Trump did and quickly push through because time is running out. And here's the reason. The financial system is about to collapse. If it keeps going any further, it's about to collapse. They need Biden in there to rubber stamp what they're going to decide in Davos in May. I have the chart of that moment. And when, it, and when they do, he'll rubber stamp it or Kamala will. And then basically our sovereignty and our rights, it won't matter at that point with the Constitution, because it'll be operating, the financial system, the global system, the taxation system, the new currency system will be operating outside of the bounds of the Constitution, and people will know very little. By, some people will be in a know, but most people will be clueless, other than the fact that their pensions are no longer promised. They're not, in other words, they're going to be in such hardship, because that's yeah. part of that transition. They know Trump will not go along with that. He will not play the game with the Chinese. He will not let no. the Chinese set the terms along with Davos, who are hand-in-hand with each other. So Americans have to all unify at this point and realize this is a con job to take away our power 
to defeat us before the first salvo is fired because they are planning and prepping. And the only country getting in the way of everything is the United States being led by Trump. So it's not about yes. Republican or Democrat anymore. And the metaphysical community, unfortunately, I hate to say this, is the one most in denial about this as a group. They really are. What the heck's wrong with them? <laughs> I don't know. Jesus, God, I know what you're saying, and I find it equally frustrating when I talk to, and I know, PK, you and I both talk to people mm-hmm. who should be able to recognize evil, and they don't. They don't recognize evil, and that's what this is. They will also create another crisis on top of COVID to justify further lockdowns, but it's not just the physical lockdown or um, closing of businesses. I'm talking like they're going to, like what you'll see is supply chain disruptions, so there's plausible deniability. So look, I'm not saying all of this will happen for sure. We can't say that. No one can say that, but it's, it's facing us. We're going to go either one way or the other, and Trump is going to lead us through this transition, and that will be a lot better because he can at least navigate us in a place where the country we grew up with, this, what happens after the reset will resemble a bit of what this country, you know, those yeah. values will carry forward, and the U.S. will then lead the world into a type one transition, which we're quickly moving towards, or it's going to be a globalist Chinese driven, communist, socialist-driven world oh, that's in, a very short, in four years. God help us if that happens. It's oh, so God. frightening. Because it's pure evil. It takes away our rights. I mean, it takes away all these metaphysical people who know better, who should know better, who are saying we create our own reality, are in terrible denial over this, over what can happen if we let this happen. It's just very disappointing. I mean, ninety percent of the you consider the major steps to take with what's about to take place. What would you suggest? Well, we got to do more shows like this where we just spill our beans and tell it all because at this point, and need to get the message out there and tell people to listen to shows like this and other shows. That's number one. Don't don't be a shy um, uh, a shy patriot. Forget about shy Trump voter. Yeah, that's changed radically, I think, with all of the rallies that have gone on. People have come out for this. They have said they support God, country, I'm a patriot. I mean, it's, again, this whole, this is what I feel very enthusiastic about. People coming together with so much love. People coming together and really loving and respecting the direction of the country under Trump. That is really inspiring. And it's a, a movement I want to be a part of. I like being a part of a movement that has that much love in it. I don't see the love on the other side. I don't know why people don't see the love on the other side either and think that maybe they should change their minds, but uh, I don't see it over there. But I feel it. It's it's palpable when you look at this man and every goddamn thing they put him through for the last four years, it was all baseless. So, and he's still standing, and he still wants to serve the country and lead us through this very, very difficult time. So I'm, we're both praying over here, William. And it's one of the reasons why we felt it was very important to have you on the show tonight. Definitely. Because you're right, Definitely. people have to hear this. And hearing it from you and knowing your, who you are and the way that you 
analyze these charts and, and you understand the economics and everything else. It gives you an advantage in speaking to everybody. Well, thank you. I, I just hope this is resonating with your listeners and people who will be listening in the near future because time is of the essence. And I think we need to unify our voice. I think we need to organize however way we can, virtually or physically, making our voices heard, that we are not simply going away into the night. You have over 70 million, I think it's closer to 80, once they do a tr- if they ever do a true recount, nearly right. 80 million voters voted for Trump, and we are not going away. This is not about Democrat and Republican, because what's the point of democracy if the votes don't count? Yeah, exactly. What is the point of and it? And this is something that the metaphysical community continues to play down, marginalize, and ignore. In fact, I even want to change my title like astrologer. I don't want to be part of the community anymore because what I'm seeing on Facebook and social media when I go to these metaphysical sites is they're calling this election an example of democracy at its best. To me, it's more like a freak show. Yeah. That's right. Oh, it is goodness. a freak show. I mean, even the, the point of calling him president-elect, which was phony baloney, and then a letter from Congress comes out and says this is phony baloney. He's not the president-elect. But it's that trying to force their own narrative on us and seeing people go along with it and not think for themselves and not do their own research. I was talking to a friend of mine about Kamala Harris did you hear about her record as a prosecutor in California where she sat on evidence that would have let a man who was innocent on death row go free? She wouldn't release it. What does that tell you? Oh, I didn't know about that. I just didn't know about that. Well, do you want to know about that? That's who you voted for. But, it's again, it's all of this denial that to me reminds me of MK Ultra. I just feel like something else has to be in position that targets people, that makes them think a certain way, and they don't even realize they're being that manipulated. Exactly. And I think a lot of people are missing the point that this is not a steal but a soft coup intelligence operation hidden in plain sight. And the deep state is playing a very, very aggressive poker game because what a lot of people are overlooking, all right, is that neither side is going to accept a defeat. And that increases the prospect of civil unrest that could result in a revolution, regardless, even if Trump is put in place. So we are heading to uncertain times. And, yes, we need to have a legitimate leader proven out through the process of democracy, right, regardless whether it's Trump or Biden. I think that's another important message. We need to know what the real vote was. Yes, we do. If we don't have that, Revolution begins on January 20th. Right. That's right. Now, and that X event, if that happens, if that happens, all the agreements that we have with NATO and all these other nations and all the derivative contracts and everything that U.S. authority makes so, the, the shipping lanes, the oil lanes, the, you know, all those agreements go under overnight. Once revolution starts, it will be bigger than the collapse of the Soviet Union, which everyone forgot about. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's for sure. Yep. Well, and let's talk a little bit about supply chain, because this, now we're down to brass tacks. Seeing that there obviously could be some very powerful supply chain disruptions, what would you suggest to people? 
I would suggest they need to prepare right now. Like, I can't say for certain exactly when that's going to happen, but I see that scenario emerging starting late December. <clears throat> and, um, you know, first it'll be like you go to Costco and you normally could buy X, Y, and Z, and this time they'll say, oh, we got a delay on it, we'll get back to you, we'll call you, we'll email you, and it'll be like that. It'll start off sort of innocently. And mm-hmm. then it'll start getting worse and worse. And, of course, the news will not cover it. i got to tell you, everybody, this. Anything that is relevant, important, that's going to impact you, your bottom line, the stability of your life and everything, they will not report on it. They will not mention it. The, the, the inflation is going to go off the roof. The supply chains will start breaking down. Yeah, you can get gas, but you can only get it on every Thursday or Tuesday, like back in 73. Remember that? Yeah, uh, I sure do. Right, but they won't report on it. They won't do in-depth journalism. Yeah, if you go to Epic Times, yes, you're going to get that. If you're going to go to some other uh, Patriot websites that do real journalism, yes, you'll get that. But you'll be considered fringe in your own family or with your spouse or with your kids. I have a client who just said, listen, William, from the Bay Area of California, I listen to you. Your predictions are amazing. That's why I wanted the reading with today. But you realize, like my kids work in these big tech corporations in the Bay Area. I won't mention their names, but you know who they are. Right. They think Biden is the second coming greater than Obama. And, and, and talking I, and about any yeah. of these things, I am like now a pariah in my own marriage. Yes, that's that, how I've seen systemic that a lot. this is. Yes, no, you're right. Yeah. I've seen that a lot. And I've seen people get break up over this. You know, it's it's just crazy. But you're right. I, this is why I want to talk about supply chain, because I agree with you. I do not think they're going to report it in the mainstream media. So you have to seek alternative sources. And you've got to pay attention. You've got to open your eyes to know. And you have to know what you're going to need, especially in places like New England. We're coming into winter. So, you know, heating oil, having gas on hand, making sure you have a generator in case the power goes out. I think all of those things are much more critical than they've ever been before so stocking up on food dry products canned products frozen products whatever you can to make sure you can at least survive the winter and grow some food of your own when the weather changes but it's like you say it can get very very critical very fast and you're saying also i think you said earlier california and new york were going to be places of intensity for this what did you mean by that well, because they are the bellwether cities and states. So California, uh, let me define bellwether. So we know, if you just look at the history of the United States, anything that happens in New York City in terms of the body politic, it will affect the body politic of the rest of the nation. Uh, in terms of economy, it's the social capital, it's the cultural capital. Whether you approve of that or not, it historically what happens there. Like when the Beatles, the Beatles didn't come to Kansas City, they came to New York, and then Beatlemania went global, right? right. So there's, you know, that's just an mm-hmm. example. So that's a ground, that's a bellwether, okay. A bellwether state, right, is California, right? The, you know, if you look at the whole counterculture movement, the personal empowerment movement, the women's feminist movement, all that stuff that happened in the 60s, for example, went, started in California, right, that whole metaphysical movement, um, right, that all spread from west to east. So what we see when you see large planetary, large uh, slow-moving planets converging, we always see the bellwether states and cities, and there are others, but the two top 
are California and New York City. When I say New York City, I'm talking the 50, 100-mile radius of New York City. That would include Long Island, Staten Island, northern New Jersey, Connecticut, upstate New York, you know, up to Westchester. So we're talking a big chunk, right, mm-hmm. not just downtown right. Manhattan. When, those, when these planetary alignments, like we're having now, we see these bellwethers, whatever changes, if there's protests, if there's uh, developments going on, changes in the economy, uh, like you saw with Silicon Valley, emergence of Silicon Valley, and we become a tech culture now. Now the tech companies run the world, no longer the oil companies, that type of thing. It always happens there. So it's a bellwether of what's to come for the rest of the country. Okay. So we need to watch that closely, yes. So uh, what else can you tell us about how to prepare? I mean, it, it's just, you know, I, it's, it's really a frustrating experience to know how much is going on at the deep state level that could potentially just trash our entire country and way of life. It's, it's very, very sad to hear this. But we need to step up. And I think the spiritual activities that we can all participate in together, our prayer, and also keeping a focus on what we want, which is our human right, our ability to create our own reality with good intent is something that we also need to do. So, I don't know, what other advice do you have for us? This is a really challenging thing. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Look, I think the first thing is to get more informed. There is a deep state. I have people... Uh, that have said to me, William, I totally buy into the UFO thing and the astrology thing and all this thing, but that whole deep state thing, I'm not buying into it. Sorry, you know, I'm a political scientist, and I'm like, well, have you not read Beyond Top Secret? Have you not read UFOs in the National Security State by a geopolitical historian? Have you read this? You know, and I mention all these. And they're like, no, right? So you have a contingent that uh, in the metaphysical community or the you know, in the body politic of America that doesn't believe even in the existence of such things. They acknowledge, yes, UFOs were right. You were right on that, William. Okay, okay, I get it. Well, I'm also right on deep state. Nope, that's a, no, that's a non-starter with me. So for those of you out there that really want to get the edge in terms of preparation, you need to be more informed about who the deep state is, what it is, be open-minded to it, and once you see the evidence, once your eyes are open, like eyes wide shut, right, once you have that yeah. eyes wide shut moment, boom, right, you're, things are going to start making sense. When you include the black budget, the deep state, and the military space program, the back engineering programs, all those black-on-black projects that are listed out on the government websites, although those budgets are classified now, it will go, oh, that totally makes sense. Now everything makes sense. I understand mm-hmm. why JFK. I understand this. I understand that. Okay. Once you get that, then you can start preparing because you know where they're going to strike. Supply chain, false flags, supply chain disruptions, doing things where complete blackouts on the news. Don't trust any of your news. Zero at this point. There's a few things you can look at, but all of the mainstream news that has now taken over, Facebook has taken over, Instagram has taken over, um, YouTube, all, all, all the mainstream tech media coming out of Silicon Valley is a deep state-controlled mechanism for applied perception management. You're not going to get information. You're going to get false information. It's all one huge false flag operation happening. I hate to say it, but why did they deplatform Alex Jones from everything? Because he was lying? 
No, because he was telling the truth. Right. And, you know, everyone, like, makes fun of him. But you know what? He said this was coming two years ago in detail. He laid it all out. Nobody talks about that now because he's been deplatformed. So when someone gets deplatformed, folks, realize it's deep state, realize they're telling the truth. I might be deplatformed next week after this interview. Oh, God help us. I hope not. (laughs) And the only reason they probably won't is because, oh, he's an astrologer. But if I was a geopolitical historian making the same statements as I'm making, oh, they got to deplatform him. Mm-hmm. So this type of things we have to do is first accept what could really be happening here. Why do they want to do this? And that's the first step. The second step is, yeah, there are a lot of things you can do, right, to prepare, right. but also be willing to take action at whatever level you can. Send an email out to the White House and support. Get involved. If, you, if you're young enough and got the energy to get to a Trump rally to, to support a recount or whatever, do that, Right. I mean, yes. you know, get a disaster supply list. It's really good to have one. Um, you know, build a kit. Get some ad- additional emergency supplies. Uh, make sure you have multiple locations. Make sure that um, your data is not just on all on the cloud because they're going to wipe it out. They're going to do identity theft. They're going to make – they can blacklist people permanently. Um, there's a lot of things they can do. And, look, if you have children, if you definitely need to do this, right, if you have pets – they're going to do whatever they can do to disrupt your life so you're not focused on what they are pulling. When mm-hmm. they, and they're exactly. already pulling. They're going to pull distractions every which way they can. Mm-hmm. What about COVID? Because that's been a big distraction, and there's all of this uproar around masks and lockdowns. How real is COVID? What do you think about that? COVID is real. I stated from day one that it is a biological, it's a, it's a virus that was, weaponized to a degree. It's not a fully weaponized weapon, fully weaponized biological weapon. But it, we know the signature comes directly from the Wuhan lab. Now, we know that. Now, we know at the rate it spread and how it spread, we know it was, you know, so it is real. However, however, the virus was only something that would kill off maybe 1% of the population at best. Right, right now it's like what? If you take the total population versus everyone has, who has COVID as of today, it's, uh, it's something like 0.0123, you know, something like it's, it's under 1%. But let's say COVID plays out between now and the end of 2021, right, which is most likely to do in terms of the various different waves. We're now officially in the second wave, right? You're talking about 1% die-off over, you know, a period from 2019 to 2021. But keep in mind, more people got hit by cars, right, will be, will be killed by getting hit by or car accidents than they will right. die of COVID. So there's plausible deniability. They say, yes, this is real. We've, this is verified. This is and this and that, right? So they, we can justify the lockdown, but it is not as virulent, right? It is not as mm-hmm. virulent as they made it out to be. Yes, that sounds true. And also what I'm hearing from medical professionals is the cases that they're claiming have exploded, they're much milder. So not to say that nobody's dying from it, that's not what I'm saying, but medical professionals are saying that the cases are not as uh, devastating as the first ones that showed up. And I think they have a better handle on it, too. Right. I mean, every pandemic has had a kill-off population killed off nearly about 40 to 60% of the population within the first two years. If you look at the bubonic plague, you look at all the other plagues that occurred 
in history, right? We have nothing close to that. This is this is sort of like a uh, uh, like a low grade Spanish flu virus. In fact, the Spanish influenza ki- killed 80 million people inside of a two to three year period. Right? We don't see anything close to that today. So they created a virus that was just virulent enough and that was communicable enough to create and trigger a crisis so that they could set the narrative to implement their plan. Right. Yep. Mm. Just very horrible. Yeah. Just horrible. And as Trump has said, he's not going to do lockdowns. He wouldn't. If And if his, hopefully his presidency continues, then uh, we won't see any more of that and we'll just deal with it as it is another virus that we need to be on alert for, but we have better treatments for now than we did before. Absolutely. So, yeah. So basically we all need to open our eyes and watch what's going on, follow our intuition, and if something doesn't feel right, it's not. So we need to keep aware of invasion on every side. I mean, this is a major invasion. It's an invasion of our country that, as you mentioned, these people have been in place in the deep state, we've been infiltrated by the Communist Party in China, and certainly Biden has been compromised. One of the reasons they wanted him where he is. Well, they own him, for God's sakes. They do. They totally own him. So, yeah, it's it's something we need to pay attention to. And I really think all of us need to really make a strong spiritual stand for awakening everybody that we know. That We need to pray for that, that people will begin to see the evil that has embedded itself into our country and unfortunately into a lot of people's minds and made them accept it like it's normal. And it looks like a good direction to go in. That's the part that gets me. <laughs> How can this be a good direction? <laughs> Jeez. Where we well, lose the other our thing right? I'd like to mention, yeah, absolutely. The other thing I'd like to mention, since this is a paranormal show, is we're going to see more high strangeness occur in weather, not just the weather, though, and we're going to see more psychic, experiences, more breakdowns, breakthroughs. We're going to see people have um, events that really shift them psychologically, spiritually. We're going to see a lot more of that happen. We're going to see this massive new wave of, um, uh, I'm going to use the word spiritualism in a loose way, but we're going to see a revival, a revival of spiritualism that goes much deeper than what we saw in the 1980s or the spiritualist movement in the 40s, 1840s, or even uh, the theosophical movement. We're going to see those type of uh, new 21st century emergence of a new 21st century spiritualist metaphysical movement that is much more inclusive now, that, ex- that embraces you know, string theory and uh, theosophy and finds a middle ground where, you know, like sort of a much more complete approach, a more inclusive worldview where, where aliens are just as much as part of that worldview as, uh, as um, um, you know, uh, the basic tenets else. of Western, yeah. right, Western philosophy. So we're going to see that emerge in a very powerful way. And then you're going to see, AI or what we have, the emergence of AI and a spirituality that's connected with the AI. And that's the next Mm. big thing coming. Well, that's interesting. Mm. Well, and certainly we, on this show, we get reports all the time from people saying that things are happening within their own environment that they've never seen before. So 
that's already in place then. It's going to get more advanced is what you're saying in terms of veil thinning and things popping in and out of our dimension that we can actually see. Absolutely. Well, you'll find that that mediums, like there are mediums back that have been researched by scholars that would hold medium seances, and they they would have people who passed on a peer, and people would do take blood samples. They would have doctors there and scientists take blood samples, uh, objects that would appear right in everybody's hand that were legitimate and remained. So after the session, we're going to see a lot more of that type of thing happen. Uh, we're going to see things that you've heard and read about start happening on a normal occurrence, right? So um, certain radio shows, I won't name, won't even be able to handle that because they've been too commercialized. So I'm seeing the rise of a new Art Bell, right, a new, you know, you're going to see, um, you know, the Beatles of metaphysics is going to arrive. I don't know exactly how, like we saw it with Esalen in California, and mm-hmm. we saw the rise of the counterculture movement in, in, in New York, uh, we're going to see a whole new thing emerge. So it's a very exciting time. I don't want everyone to think, I don't think the deep state is ultimately going to win. But this is going to be a titanic, too close to call battle until the very end. And the good news is that the worldview is shifting faster than um, than these institutions can handle, can keep up with. and or Even these metaphysical organizations, they're becoming obsolete almost overnight. Their worldview about unicorn and rainbow and you just meditate your way into an ashram, and all, that's all collapsing, all of it. Yes, right. Something, mm-hmm. Yes, it is. You're right about that, too. Yeah, we're watching that closely. And certainly more and more things are going to keep appearing, and that's a very interesting expansion of our world and our consciousness. It's very interdimensional, the way it's all connecting. But we do need to to be cognizant of this deep state trouble because they want to subvert us. They want us to be their slaves. They want to take away all our rights. And that's something that we we really strive for in the United States overall. But like you said, people have become complacent. They want to watch their Netflix, their TikToks, their whatever, Eat their Cheetos, as you mentioned, and not pay attention to this. They don't, they don't want it to be what it is, but we have to watch what it is. We have to get in touch with all of this. And Oh, my God, you've been so instrumental in helping everybody tonight, William. You're amazing. Oh, Thank definitely. you very much. I appreciate that. Appreciate oh. the opportunity to be on the show tonight. Well, we're going so, to have to have you back because there's pleasure. so much more we have to talk to you about. And we also going to have want to, to hear back. That's all there is to it. Yeah, that's right. You've got to come back. And <laughs> we want you back. And I know our audience is, I'm going to continue to spread the word about this show tonight on several new platforms that we're on because it's a very important thing for people to listen to. And I also want to take questions from people that have heard this to direct our next show with you. So I know they're going to want their questions answered. And to be able to make their choices, to take a path that's going to make a positive difference for all of us so that we don't have to go through another 400 years of darkness, for God's sake. <laughs> that has to be obsolete. We're kind of tired of the darkness. Isn't that what this is all about? That's why we do this show, is to bring these things to light. And I also have to mention this. For some reason, we have a very big audience in China. So this is a message yeah. to our Chinese brothers and sisters. Please join us in prayer. Please join us in spiritual connection to mm-hmm. raise our level of vibration so that we can have freedom. 
We want it for you, too, in China. So please, join us in that. Join us in that intent. We would appreciate your support, and we support you as well. So, my God, what a show. I'm going to be up all night thinking about this. (laughs) I've been the same thing. (laughs) This has been such an eye-opener in things that you think about and you get thinking, oh, it can't be true, maybe, but you've certainly added another dimension to uh, my thinking. Yes. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. Nobody likes to feel threatened by things they can't see, but the deep state has made themselves known. And that's what I see as the message of all of this voting fraud. It is a message to us saying, yes, we are the deep state and we're here, and we are disrupting your entire election. Do you get it now? There's a big message in that. Very big message. It's just the problem, The without, you know, I totally agree with you. The problem is half the population is like, what? What are you talking about? They don't yeah, want to see What are it. you talking about? They don't even deny it. They won't. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I put the old phrase, ignorance is bliss. Oh, yeah. And I think that's unfortunate where so many people are. I mean, it's yeah. sort of like the type of conversation a woman will have with a man, and I'm, maybe you know this, and like, I know you're seeing someone else. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know what I'm getting? <laughs> what are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh. Yeah. Oh, right. Don't want to admit it. Oh, God. Really, so, you're the best. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. This has been great. Oh, this has been great. As hard as it was to it's hear, fabulous. it was fantastic. fabulous. I yes. appreciate it. Well, it was great talking with you ladies. I really look forward to being on the show again. And we can get really deep into metaphysics and supernatural stuff because that's also a forte of mine. I don't really talk about Well, I haven't had the opportunity to talk about but we could do that and get into well, uh, earthbound spirits and all that stuff. Up, we're oh, going to schedule you. I'm going to get back to you tomorrow. We're going to put you back on the schedule. So, William, thank you so much. Everybody, thank you so much for listening tonight. Please share this show. It'll be archived as soon as we're off the air. It is available immediately. Please pass it around the world, okay? And, William, thanks again. And next week we'll be back with another show. This time we're exposing President Eisenhower's Close Encounters. A new book has come out by Paul Blake Smith. You don't want to miss it. So until then, everybody, see you on the Blue Highway. Good night. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural.